we are back after a brief technical hiccup, I think is a generous way of calling it. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. And first, I owe our listeners an apology. We are we are already one week behind recording, but now we're two weeks behind recording. And it's, I don't want to say it's my fault, but it is There's the fault. There's no faults. It is the fault of the truck driver who drove down my street with a payload that was too tall and got snagged on the electric and internet cables, the wires hanging outside our our street, outside our house, and tore them off of my house. And so we were out without heat or power for a week. And also with that internet and cable we're sort of back we're we've sort of got it repaired we've got it repaired enough that we can record an episode of you killed it feels good to be back in my own home it's nice i would i would say that first off there's no faults here it's not your fault it's okay life happens stuff happens i mean it's the truck driver's fault well yes but my point is it's (laughs) not your fault and we are here as a community to support, and it's okay. When we get to the episodes, we get to the episodes. And maybe uh, we're just building anticipation for people to hear our take on the return of CT. Because this is episode 14 of The Challenge Battle also, for a New Champion. Oh, that was really Episode 274 oh, of the You Kill Podcast. I did want to say we also enjoyed the pleasure of each other's company in real life, which is, is something true. that doesn't happen enough. This is true. This is true. We are so busy. I don't think listeners realize that we see each other every four months in person. <laughs> is that right? Every six yeah, months? I guess so. Something like that. Yeah. We're in that ballpark. Yeah. We talk all the time, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I want to give shout outs to our man Danny Black, friend of the show, mm-hmm. who hosted just the best Royal Rumble party, the only reality TV show that matters, professional wrestling. <laughs> yes. And he put on such a good spread. There's like 50 people there. We had the best time. We had so much food. I'm, I'm just going to say voices. one thing. I'm just going to say one thing. I'm not going to let you disrespect Vanderpump rules like that. <laughs> okay, just, that's fair. That's saying. Fair. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think I think for me the real joy was watching you and my girlfriend Lola realize just how much I know about professional wrestling. <laughs> It was it was great watching because it gave me like I knew that I could ask any question because obviously yeah. we've known each other for long enough so there's no like stupid questions but I would have a lot of questions because like there's a lot going on <laughs> right and so it'd be easy to be like wait who's this guy and what's with this guy's outfit <laughs> <You know? laughs> and there's a good explanation most of the time right. But yeah, I mean, I think an important lesson you learned is when in doubt, it's the rock's cousin. It's fair. That is fair. Like you have a good chance that it's the rock's cousin that just ran mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think the rock's cousin would do in this season of the challenge? 
any of the rock's cousins i was gonna say because there's so many i actually think that they would all do really well because they're all huge i think one of the things that gets people thrown off by professional wrestling is everyone is so big that like every it's the people who look normal are actually like ct sized (laughs) shouts to ct you know how would ct do in the royal rumble oh i think he'd do great I, th- I genuinely think he would do good. But again, he would be like average sized. Like for context. Is he bigger than The Miz? Yes, for okay. sure. Okay. So like for context, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes were the final two participants in the Men's Royal Rumble. You already know that. I'm saying that for the benefit of yeah, everyone. Yeah, I got you. How tall would you say they are? My guess, I, I would guess like 6'2", six, 6'3". Yeah, okay. You're you're spot on. They're like six two, six three, maybe yeah, six two, six three. You gotta remember Rock- I cover the NBA, so there's a lot of <laughs> size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an unfair advantage, I will say. But but like if you compare that to people on the challenge, mm-hmm. it's like your man Jay is five ten at best. If even, yeah, fair. Right. So Jay, like I will say Jay had a wild couple episodes here. Like. He is, he is. What I think what's fascinating about Jay is he's so not okay right now, but he doesn't recognize that he's not okay. And when I say not okay, I mean like emotionally. Like he is so in his feelings all the time, but he doesn't recognize. He's like, I'm the only logical one right now. And you're like, mm, Are you though? Are mm-hmm. you being reasonable? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So, okay. one thing. Even after a two-week break, I found that I'm still mad at Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) Because this could be a much different house. Correct. Uh, And then we have James praising Kylan, who just came back from elimination. And James says straight to camera with his whole chest, without blinking, I'm always on the radar. This is the guy who does nothing to protect himself. And then he goes on to say that, you know, Mariah has done so much to protect him. But again, I have to stress, James has done nothing to protect himself. Yeah, he doesn't win challenges. He doesn't do well in challenges. He doesn't talk to anyone else in the house not named Mariah. The only people he was kind of connected with, he kind of turned on in terms of Zara. So it's kind of weird. And it just fits in with everyone else's game plan. Like Colleen, as you mentioned, right? She thinks that she's a mastermind because she flipped and went against Kylan. And she's like, oh, I'm siding with Jay. And all she really did is put herself at the bottom of both alliances. Yeah. So it's just like very interesting stuff here. It makes sense, Sheldon. Like it's just a mess. And then we have Olivia, who says she's starting to teeter more towards the Rasio Kylan narice side of the house i feel like i needed more here like where did that just happen she just randomly says this one episode well remember horacio last episode sat her down and was like yes i'm still your friend (laughs) that's all (laughs) it took that's all that's all it took i love that they were ride or dies in a literal season called ride or dies yeah and it took half a season for olivia to be like nope (laughs) (laughs) pretty loose interpretation of ride or dies so the other part here speaking of ride or dies uh jay and and asaf who you know will be a big part of this episode 
their conversation where Asaf is talking about how he wonders just how Michelle and Jay have been able to do so well this season in terms of managing their emotions. Like he says, you know, they don't get mad at anything. They don't take anything personal. They're just focused on the game. This is what Asaf is saying to Jay. And Jay says that he used to do that. I'm paraphrasing, but Jay says he used to do that, but that's how he kept getting eliminated. But Michelle has told him how he has to keep calm and relax. And now he's good. You know, really how far? And I'm thinking, wait, how is he good? What has he accomplished? Did I miss something here? Is there an episode that I missed? Well, and also imagine Michelle of <laughs> all people. The person you, with merch that says Michelle down. Yeah. And it's not like Jay is calm, cool, and collected. Like people start to mention his name, mention right. his name, possibly going in. And he basically threw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, today would be a day to throw a, a tantrum, right? Because it's a mini final. <laughs> nice segue. That was a good one. <laughs> good for one a week. So good thing we only do one pot a week. <laughs> yes, it was a mini final. Uh, basically, they have to carry a carry stick together, which frustrated me to type out. And um, they have a series of checkpoints, four checkpoints, uh, mainly having to get these weights out of various predicaments mm-hmm. and then run to the next checkpoint. Our teams are Corey, Raven, Berna, and Emmanuel, Jay, Ed, Narice, and Colleen, Kylan, Michelle, James, and Mariah, who conveniently keep getting put together, and Zara, Asaf, Olivia, and Horacio. Yeah, so a lot of, I was going to mention this, because this has been a, a growing trend of the same teams essentially competing with each other week in, week out. Right, like we've seen this team of Kylan, Michelle, uh, Mariah, and James. We've seen that team before, right? We've seen the Corey and Berna and Emmanuel and Raven team before. Mm-hmm. Like this is just what it's been, and at least this time they're not pretending to tell us that it's a random uh, selection of the team. But checkpoint one, because first off, the whole part portion of this is running. And this is where you, you get to size everyone up and really find out because there's a lot of assuming, right? How someone would do in the final. This is giving you actual insight, actual notes, actual game tape mm-hmm. on how someone would do in the final because it's a lot of running. Checkpoint one, everyone has their own bag. You attach it to the rope and you basically got to like wind your way through this like ropes course essentially around trees and get That's your bag all the two. way through. That's oh, what did I do? Did I skip one already? Yeah, checkpoint wow, 1. I'm just going too quickly here. Is the bags are hanging from ropes and oh, there's a wow. saw and they have yes. to rub the rope back and forth and cut the rope. And your girl Colleen just cannot do it. Do you know what's crazy? In my notes, you know what happens sometimes? You know what happens sometimes? Sometimes what makes me so sad, it's like you're typing and then you'll be in your notes and then you won't notice that you hit up, which put you in a different spot in your notes. And then you're just like, 
typing away but not really watching my bad i'm sorry i apologize to the people no there's no blame there's no blame you just finished saying that there's no blame in in this podcast we only blame the cast members we don't blame ourselves (laughs) fair enough fair enough you killed it the low accountability podcast so (laughs) they have to to rub the ropes back and forth across these saw blades and i gotta tell you in my notes Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was coming. In my notes, I say, God, I hate Asaf. Like, in this moment, he's talking about how he has to conduct the orchestra. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's so extra. And I was just like, you know, I might dislike this guy more than I dislike Jay and Michelle. Well, that's why they're a squad. Like, if not yeah. for Norris, this Fantastic Four might be the worst alliance ever. Oh, they're so annoying. All of them are so like they all have such main character syndrome, and it's so tiresome. Yeah. Like I know that Horacio might not be the best TV, but at least he's not annoying. At least Kylan's not annoying. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, totally, totally. I mean, wow. in fairness, though, his conductor biz, I guess is working because their team ends up in first place after that one. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I guess, I don't know. He, he um, does put them in first place. Yeah. Um, you get Corey, Berna, Raven, Manuel. They end up leaving second. Um, then you have Kylan, Michelle, Mariah, and James, but really, really who was not conducting things which is a strictly Canadian reference. <laughs> Normally I don't stop to explain the reference, but I feel like I should in that case. You probably should. A very like narrow Maestro Fresh West for people who, you know, if you know, you know, type thing. Um, big track. But Huge track. Yeah. Um Colleen not conducting things here. And this I almost felt bad for her. If not for like her her comments at the start of the episode where she feels like she's this big mastermind and really yeah. like everyone else is gone and the rope looks like it's hanging on by a thread and for some reason she can't figure it out, which makes no sense because at any point you could have just stopped and watched any of the other castmates do it and yeah. picked up on something that they were doing because I guarantee not all of them did the same thing to get their rope down. Plus you have three other teammates that are right there trying to help you. So maybe listen to one of them. There's a point where she's like swinging it back and forth. And it's obvious that it's not, the rope's not even touching the saw blade. Yeah. That's just like Colleen job. One is like, have the rope hit the saw blade. Like just, if you do that, you're doing fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, just a pathetic attempt. It, it was very whack. Um, they're trying to coach her. She's not taking it well. She's saying that she can't do it, and it doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand. Um, but meanwhile, everyone else is gone. They are down the rest of the course getting to uh, checkpoint two, which That's is what I've already described. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a ropes course. Um, one of my lines of the episode here is, as a Narice just saying, Colleen's endurance is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Close quote. Narice is, is becoming one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character this season, just because she just seems like a real person. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like she's authentic, right? Like you're you're getting her flaws, you're getting some vulnerability, you're getting her honesty. Yeah. Right. And I think that's been refreshing in a season where there's a lot of people trying to find their way on TV. She is coming off as if she's just her. I don't want to damn anyone with faint praise, but like she's one of the more logical people on this season. Yeah. Again, that's not like this is this is a, a show with a, an incredibly irrational group of people. Mm-hmm. But like when she says things, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I like I might not agree with what you're saying, Reese, but like that is at least logical. Yeah. One thing that I thought was interesting was that Olivia was really struggling with the pace set by Zara and Horacio, her her teammates, who she says are the fastest and best runners on the show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, what was the next checkpoint? It was the squares, right? Yes. So they have to count how many squares there are in the image, then multiply the number of squares by 39 to get the combination to unlock this their weights, which are like in the water. So they have to haul this rope in, and at the end of the rope is the combo lock with like their bag of weights. And at this point, Horacio's team is way ahead, mm-hmm. but they fumble it. They fumble the bag. Literally, because oh, they yeah. don't know the difference between a square and a rectangle. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. This is why the challenge is the best, right? Because there's so many different plot twists to it. There's so many different angles to it. And it's like, you can be the best runners in the world. You can be the strongest person in the world. But can you count squares? Do you know what a square is? <laughs> Might just end up messing you up. <laughs> You might think you're on the on your way to victory, and you can't count squares or multiply. I'm I'm trying to think of how old was I when I learned that a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Was it was I seven, eight? I was definitely I was it was definitely before grade five. I mean, like that's pretty bad. Like there's some there's some times where I'm like okay, math can be hard. Um, like in the elim- in the elimination, the math I can see is hard, but like not knowing the, the difference between a square and a rectangle, it's super basic. Yeah, and also I feel like this is one of those challenges too, where as you gain more experience, you learn when to take charge and when to get out of the way. Yeah, And that's a very important thing when you're in the team competition, because if you're in the way and you don't know what you're doing, you're just wasting your team's time, right? If you know you're, you're counting it messed up, just get out of the way. If you know that you can't multiply, math is not your thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Math is not my thing, but I'm not going to be trying to jump in and be like, no, 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 it's this, it's that. Just got to yeah. figure it out. There's one point, I forget who it was, but someone's counting the squares and swats away someone else's hand <laughs> before they can chime in. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I hate to do this, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Jay's team, because of mm-hmm. Colleen, is in dead last when they arrive at this checkpoint. Yeah. And Jay, to his credit, says, guys, what we got to do. Wait, was is... it Jay or was it Ed? Well, you're right. Ed was on the team. 
but it was Jay's team um, was that I guess it was Ed's idea was we're not going to do this math. We're going to estimate how many squares there are. And then we're just going to try all the combinations around that number. Mm-hmm. And it worked. That's a, that is a good idea. Yeah. That's I think a, they started at 20 and then yeah. they just started adding 39 to whatever the number was. And then someone, whoever was doing it, which I think was Jay, Ed was like, no, 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 just add 40 to it. And then minus one, (laughs) like he completely just simplified it, which I'm sitting there like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I'm going to use the word genius because I'm using it in the context of like, how do we get this done quickly? And how do I explain this math to you the fastest? Right. And it's like, because Ed and Kylan, we've already established, are the two like math guys in the house, right? Yeah. So to come up with, hey, multiples, let's just say the number's this and then multiply by 39. So we'll just keep adding 39. And you could tell they're kind of like, uh, and he's like, no, 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 just add 40 and minus one. <laughs> keep yeah. doing that. And I was like, bravo, slow clap for that. Slow clap. Um, so then we get to the final checkpoint, which is basically a puzzle. Mm-hmm. where they have to stack all these cylinders to a, a certain height, but they all have to be the same height, and then they have to squeeze them into this triangle. And this is apparently how Michelle won uh, her season of Survivor. At least that's the way she tells it, so I don't believe her. But apparently wow. that's how she did it. Jeez, that's not nice. I'm not a nice person, Sheldon. And I'm at peace with it. You should be too. Shame. <laughs> so um, that's what it comes down to. And it looks for a brief moment like Jay's team has won. Hold on. It looks like a brief moment that looks like for a brief moment that Jay's team has won because they've told us that they've won. They are <laughs> celebrating like they've won. They are celebrating like they just won a championship. I'm surprised they didn't have the champagne on deck and they're popping bottles and they're high fiving and they're so confident. And, you know, they're just like having a party. Meanwhile, got to give credit to Kylan's group. Because as the camera cuts over, Kylan's just telling his group, don't worry, just keep working, just keep working. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart because I didn't even catch on yet that they didn't ask for a check or they didn't get the final check saying that they got it right. So they're just celebrating. And they even they went to break. And I'm like, this is a weird spot to go to break. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. And Kylan seems still working, still working. And I don't know if I've seen a person or a team be as loud wrong about something <laughs> maybe since I was it Laurel against uh yeah right where Laurel's which was a that's a great moment in challenge it was history. Laurel versus was it Michelle no no ninja maybe yeah it was ninja right where she's like celebrating so hard she's doing the DX suck it like everything was happening there and then you're just loud wrong because you did something messed up. And so credit again, Kylan's team just kept working while Jay's team is celebrating and they just keep going. Never give yeah. up. Never give up. Um, and at the same time, well, like this is all happening 
like Horacio's team is still trying to figure out the squares. <laughs> like it took them so long. Yeah. Um, so Kylan, James, Michelle, and Mariah do win. And I gotta say, I'm pretty relieved for them. Mm-hmm. The thing is, before they start deliberating amongst the four of themselves, I'm like, oh, they have to overrule Michelle. But then James and Mariah are like, oh yeah, we should throw in Horacio. And I was like, God damn it, guys. Like, pay attention. <laughs> this yeah. is a, I know we say it every episode of You Killed It, but this is the worst gameplay I've ever seen. So, yeah, I guess like they keep trying to get the melt because they don't want to go against them in the final, which I I get, I understand, but you still got to get to the final. And it just makes it tough if you keep realizing that they keep winning elimination. So do you want to be with them or against them? Not eliminations, but also... Uh, just daily challenges so yeah i don't know it's a tough double-edged sword because the goal should be to make the final right instead of worrying about who you would go against in the final and i think being on the side of the people who win challenges would be the better idea but that's just me who's who's to say so kyland basically does nothing to protect his guy horacio but he argues in confessional that now the house has to vote someone else in. Yeah. And like, I took a minute. I was like, you know what? He is right. If they Correct. nominated someone else, Horacio would automatically be going in. Like mm-hmm. Horacio is going in no matter what. Yeah. Just until Horacio and Kylan are on the same team, <laughs> one or the other is going to go in. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I see it. So, in like when they tell TJ and they're all lined up, James starts to explain why it's a good idea for him to vote to put Horacio in. And Darice is not having it. Yeah. And she argues anybody could be anybody in a final. And like I sort of see her point that like to single out Horacio as like a threat, but you know what? I think I agree with James. Like, I think Horacio is the favorite to win. Yeah. I also just think, though, that any of these people can beat any of these people in a final. (laughs) Right. And I I say that because, like, the strategy of it, you could get partnered with the wrong person. I mean, we've seen some weird performances. Like, look at Horacio just now, like, struggling on counting squares. Yeah. If you have to do that in the final, which there's going to be some element of a puzzle in the final, right? So, yeah, it, it's a tough one for sure. But I just give Narice credit for just calling out them doing the same thing over and over again, even if they might be correct. But I want to shout out TJ, who just kept alluding, like, you guys better make a good decision here because I got mm-hmm. a beast waiting for you guys. <laughs> it's like, all right. Way to go, Tej. We get it. We get it. Well, you and I get it. Our listeners get it. I'm not sure that the uh, contestants got it. Mm-hmm. So um, now Olivia is, I should say, sorry, Michelle and Olivia are figuring out who's voting for who in the house. And it looks like it's down to Ed and Emmanuel. Yeah. And Olivia says in confessional, Basically, that she now regrets talking all that shit about Horacio for like a week. <laughs> what and, happened? Something had to happen that we missed, and I don't get it. 
like I said, I, I think it all comes down to he reassured her that they were really friends. Like, yeah. I think I think part of the problem with this entire cast is they're all really emotional. Like, they're really all really insecure. And if, like, they don't get constant reassurance from people, they freak out. Yeah. And, 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 like, I'm... It's everyone. Like, everyone, aside from Horacio and Kylan, seem to be like that. Um, so... Then we have the club scene, which is fine. I feel like we're missing out on music here, but so it goes. Yeah. Asaf approaches Nerese basically to be like, hey, are you still part of the Fantastic Four? Like, are you still rocking with us? And she's like, I am. Just like, stop targeting Horacio. And he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle approaches Horacio and apologizes that he put her in a pigeonhole. Like, did I did I hear that right? She's like, I feel like I should apologize to you, but you've put me in a pigeonhole, so I have to vote against you. <laughs> and yeah, she's it, like, I can't like, even I tell your correctly. body language right now tells it you're not okay. Yeah, and then like, I'm not saying Horacio is the most savvy political operator in this game. But he correctly points out that he never made a move against her or Jay, but she has made several against him, yeah. which is an accurate recounting of events. <laughs> like Horacio was going with the flow and like never voted like against the house. Yeah. Until no, sure. they started targeting him after Melissa and Big T were gone. That's what happened. Yeah. It's just a crazy crazy conversation there and you know michelle ends up crying later on you know because she's struggling with the whole jay and kyland and horacio drama and she's saying it's causing drama for her with olivia narice but really what she's crying about is that she has to really choose sides now she's getting outed on what side that she's on and i think that's really the cause of her stress because it's like Horacio said earlier in that conversation he now understands why Jay and Michelle don't get along with any of the vets yeah it's they play a super messy game yeah like an astonishingly messy game and yeah. they're dicks about it <laughs> right especially like, Jay yeah especially Jay but also like I th you Michelle's crying here because she has to face the consequences of her actions. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Right. Like she tried to be in an alliance with everyone where the alliance's goal is to do what she and Jay say. Yeah. It's no longer working. Like people are sick of their shit. And she's realizing, I don't think she's quite connected to those thoughts, but she's realizing that she and Jay are in trouble. That's why yeah. she's crying. And a lot of it, I think, is self-inflicted as we find out in this deliberation, because this might be one of the dumbest things in a season of a lot of stupid plays. This might be the dumbest of this season so far. And you might think that that is a bold statement to make because we've seen a lot of dumb moves. But in this scenario where they're voting to send someone down into the elimination to join Horacio. They all have to vote. And basically 
how do we go through this here? It ends up being a six, six vote. Yeah. Right. They vote to a stalemate, which I'm sure they already knew coming in to this deliberation. Cause you yeah. know, you know where everyone stands in the house meaning. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. Jay and Michelle seemed genuinely surprised. Like they seemed to think that they had it in the bag that Ed was going in. Yes. Which is a key part of this, right? Cause as you mentioned, it's between Ed and Manuel. But one side of the house is picking a man well. The other side is picking Ed. Um, so it ends up being a tie, right? So now they got to vote again. And when they vote again, Corey changes his vote and picks himself instead of Ed. So now that leaves Ed to be the deciding vote. And so Corey explains in confessional, that he's doing this because he wants to avoid a stalemate because a stalemate leaves it in the hands of TJ and you don't know what that's going to mean, but you do have an inkling at least that it puts everyone in danger and you don't want that. So Corey removes himself and now leaves it to Ed. Again, this is between Ed and Emmanuel to go down. Ed is the one that has the vote in his hands. And instead of just picking a man well, so that he's the one that goes into the elimination, what does Ed do? He votes for Jay. And by voting for Jay, he keeps it all tied. I think that Ed is super smart, right? What we've seen so far from Ed is that he's smart. He's calculated. I think that, He's alluded to the fact that sometimes he plays out being the dumb jock to try to throw people off, but everything is calculated. This calculation, I have to question what calculator my guy is working off of because I don't understand this at all. So I think I do. Bear with me on this. Here's Ed's thinking. Ed is the first person who is like, oh, the alliance, the, the, the J-Michelle-led alliance mm-hmm. is voting me in, right? Like, that's how they were all voting. Mm-hmm. I'm clearly not their priority. Like, they care more about Corey, and he even says in confessional, yeah. they care more about Corey. Is everyone forgetting how he behaved at the, end, at the start of the season? Like, mm-hmm. what short memories we have? So they care more about Corey and protecting him than they care about me. Okay. Why should I participate in this alliance? Okay. Right? Yeah. And he knows that in that instance, he's not going to be able to get rid of Jay or get rid of Asaf necessarily. But he does know that if he votes for Jay... He keeps a man well in the house and keeps a man well potentially out of harm's way as well. Who is um, his like main? This is his main guy, but also clearly on the bottom of the alliance. Yeah. 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 Right. Like somehow Corey of all people has leapfrogged them and their worth to Jay and Michelle. Mm-hmm. So what Ed was doing was not only was he maybe keeping himself out, maybe keeping Emmanuel out, he was showing loyalty to Emmanuel, the only person who he could probably work with going forward, right? 
I yeah. actually think it was really smart, especially on the fly. So I, I, I disagree here because I just think that the move is to keep yourself safe. And how do you keep yourself safe? It's by avoiding the elimination. Yeah. That's, and you that had it sure right thing. in your hand to avoid the elimination. And even if you're like, well, I don't want a Manuel going down either. And it's like, okay, but now you are putting yourself in a chance to go down when you can 100% avoid it. It just made no sense to me, but, I, but I don't even think that Ed made the most the, made the worst play here. I don't think Ed made the worst play. No, I think Corey did. I don't think so either because we get this scene where Michelle starts going at Norris uh-huh. and Olivia saying that the stalemate put Jay at risk. And so you, she's saying to, to Norris that you put your number one or your number two at risk just because you didn't vote with the rest of the house or the rest of their alliance. When in reality, right away, I'm just like, hold on a second here. Everybody had an opportunity to change their vote. Mm -hmm. And nobody did except for Ed and And Corey. Yeah. So how can it be Olivia and Norris's fault that it's in the stalemate when Jay and Michelle also had a chance to avoid a stalemate and they chose not to. Yeah, this is where I'm like, these people don't understand how this game works at all. No, you can't put a stalemate in and have everyone at risk. Like everyone knew that was a possibility and everyone just decided, nope, I'm going to keep my vote the same. Yeah. You know what you should do if you're Jay and Michelle? Like really, for real? Those two should have agreed to switch their vote to a Manuel. Mm hmm. That breaks yeah. the deadlock, and if they do it together, no one else can like catch up. Exactly. But and that's that that's no the sense. real answer. Because they've already you've already shown that those two are the lowest on your alliance list, so it doesn't really matter which one is going down. Yep. I also I love this is my line of the episode. Michelle says when confronting Nerissa about this, I'm not mad, says a visibly angry Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Like she is borderline shouting at (laughs) Nerissa. And then Jay comes in and gets mad too. Yeah. Um, But this is what I'm talking about. Like they play such an emotional, scared game. Yeah, just a a dumb game. And they're supposed to be the ones with the experience, and you should know that you should not let it come down to you get to the elimination and TJ's standing there with a big smile on his face, right? Because TJ's like a stalemate. Like, what? Like, why would you guys do? Like, TJ's (laughs) questioning it. Um, I don't know. TJ's mad because it's a stalemate. And, you know, Ed, I think he should, for me, and TJ could do anything, meaning the producers can do anything. Yep. So if it were me, I would have made Ed go down because I'm like, you had the opportunity to just not make it a stalemate. And you decided on your own when you're the one who's on the block here. I would have made him go down just for his own stupidity. I can't believe that I'm saying that, but here we are. I, I mean, I can tell that you're worked up because you're not wearing your producer hat. Because obviously what this gave production the opportunity to do is have CT carry a mace dragging it through the sand. True. Which is too good an opportunity to pass up. <laughs> You're not wrong there. 
Uh, CT, 19 challenges, 10 finals, five championships, and he went back to back. The baddest man on the challenge planet. You know, reading off his resume, it really underscored for me, he probably is the best challenger of all time. Like, I know Johnny Bananas has won more money, mm-hmm. but the fact that CT did this all in the second half of his career, because in the first half, he was constantly being kicked out of the house yeah. for beating the shit out of people. Yep. <laughs> so good. So good. just the best. Well, I mean, that I love part CT. plays into this, right? Because CT gets to pick anyone he wants to go against. Mm-hmm. And he asked Horacio, he's like, hey, I think you're a really good kid from what I know about you. Like, what's going on here? Why are you down here? And Horacio explains that everyone's afraid to go against him in the final, which is something that CT also relates to because that happened to him early on in his career as well. People would throw him in right before the final because they didn't want to go against him. Or mm-hmm. as you mentioned, he got kicked out. So I give CT credit here because as he looks up at everyone else and all the other options, He looks at Jay and he says, you know what, Jay, I'm not going to pick you because that would seem like I'm trying to do something here. And you, you beat me fair and square. Nothing wrong with that. I respect that, which, and I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, he's just like, you know, you beat me fair and square. I have no issues there. I'll, I'll let you get that win. Mm -hmm. So he picks a soft and he essentially picks a soft just because he says he knows him the least of all the other people up there. Yeah. And Jay is angry. Narice tries to hug him, and Jay's like, no, don't touch me right now. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. And he thinks that Narice is at fault for putting Asaf in the elimination, which, as mentioned, she is not. But we will get to that. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, we can get to it. We, we can get to it. I have, I have feelings about that. but No, 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 let's go. Let's go. We're here. We're, here. Right. We're here. What I think is happening is Jay and Michelle cannot own their own behavior. Correct. So they're looking for a scapegoat. And Narice, because of who she is, isn't apologizing for making the decisions she's made. Mm-hmm. So they're going for Narice. They're mad at Narice. But here's the thing, and I, I have this in my notes. He's so mad. They're both so mad about what you've been doing but like jay is stunned that narice and olivia betrayed him by voting for emmanuel but like what he's essentially saying is i can't believe that by constantly targeting their lover and best friend they don't they won't do what i want (laughs) what did you think was going to happen when olivia and narice are in your alliance and you keep going after their like closest person emotionally their closest person outside the house Especially when there's still other options that you could yeah. go to. Like ahead of Corey, ahead of Kyland, right? Like I know Horacio and Kyland are friends, but I think Darice and um, Olivia would be fine if they were targeting Kyland. Yep. Even James. James's whole like being is just based off Mariah, and it's not like he's a helpful asset, really. He's just there. No. And he's a threat in the final. So yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah, it just makes no sense for him to be that upset with them when really he had the opportunity to change it as well, and he didn't. Yeah. This elimination, though, I thought was pretty lame. Yeah, mind grind. Yeah, and listen, 
I know everyone's thinking the same thing, and I wanted the same thing too in terms of you bring back CT. I want a hall brawl. Yeah. I want to at or, least give me a, a physical wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Something brute strength, which you got part of it in this, but then there's the math element as well. And yeah, it just kind of left. Like I wanted more from CT. Like if CT's coming in, I need CT to put his hands on someone. Yeah, that's what he's known for. He's known for breaking people's jaws in one punch. He's known for <laughs> carrying people on his back, right? Yeah. Like he's known for absolute physical domination. But here's the thing about CT. Here's why he is arguably the greatest challenger of all time. He's also really good at math. Yeah. yeah. Like really good at math and puzzles. Yeah. Like like we've heard all season how great Ed and Kyland are at math, and I'm not taking away from them. CT might be better. Well, I think that Ed and Kylan, and this is a tough part about this elimination, right? Because they showed us glimpses of Ed trying to help Asaf, mm-hmm. but clearly there was a lack of actual communication. And the other tough part is just it's a math equation. And the assumption is that they're trying to solve the same equation. And so mm-hmm. if you're Ed, as much as you could be helping Asaf, you'd also be helping CT at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how that would work in this scenario, but I felt like Ed, like they were explaining to Asaf what a prime number was. What I understand is Kyland was trying to explain it to us off. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just Maybe keep your just mouth a nice shut, guy. Kyland. Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Let us off get got. The good news is Asaf never figured out what a prime number is and got got. CT wins. Asaf is gone. And Asaf, I'm so happy. Asaf's strategy of just like yelling out numbers was a weird one. Well, he panicked. No yeah. one said it, but he panicked. Yeah. He freaked out. And like CT was sort of like in his confessional, like if they were doing it as a voiceover, but CT is like, yeah, you got to keep a cool head. You got to stay focused. It was incredible. Only Horacio was like paying attention and watching CT. CT. It's, like, yeah. Horacio was staying off to the side, be like, you got the CT. <laughs> like, it was so weird to me too that Asaf loses and he's apologizing to all of the housemates and they're all like crying. Like mm. I want to say a solid 80% of them are in tears because Asaf is going home. And I found that very weird until I realized, oh yeah, he's been friends with everybody. Right. Yeah. And secretly like in alliances with all of them. So it makes sense why all of them feel so close to him, but it was also just very weird and, you know, again, I don't think that it's Norris and Olivia's fault, but Jay and, and Michelle are, are clearly still blaming them for putting Jay at risk and then letting it go to a stalemate. But, hey, shouts to CT for winning. To me, I was happy to see CT come back and get a dub. I was, too. I, and also, everyone crying about us off made me realize that the way he acts in confessional is why I dislike him. Mm-hmm. And that's not how he's acting in the house. Correct. Yeah. And so, so it's different. Um, I'm so glad that Asaf is gone. 
right? Like that's a huge blow to Michelle and Jay's alliance. I also clearly find Asaf annoying. So like, yeah, let's get rid of him. Like let's move upwards and onwards. This is great. This is great news. Great news for the show. Great news for us. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer. I think you just said it. But who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? No, I'm an, I'm going with the LVP here. Oh, the LVP is the entire house because <laughs> lesson here, and I'm not a mathematician, okay? But if you are not one of the people who could end up going into the elimination, that means you have a 100% chance of staying in the house. If you put it to a stalemate, you are coming down off being 100% safe and making yourself less than 100% safe. My math tells me that you should avoid a stalemate, something that this group did not do. So for me, I just think that is an LVP-worthy decision. You know the stakes. Someone says, we don't know what that means, but it's never a good idea to put it in TJ's hands. And that's what this crew did. And Corey, I can't believe I'm defending Corey. He's the only person that was like, I'm going to change my vote so that I can avoid it. And then of all the people, Ed, I still stand by this, is the LVP because he went from being, I'm not going into the elimination to, well, maybe it could be me. And that is just never smart. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to add a note to your LVP. I don't think Horacio deserves to be lumped in with the rest of the house on this. He did not vote for anyone because he doesn't have a vote. That's fair. That is fair. Um, fair. I will say, I think for me, the MVP has got to be CT. Made the right decision, kept a cool head, and won. Perfect. No arguments here. Uh, Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Huge shouts to the people liking and subscribing to the pod, sending in the comments and questions. We appreciate that the most. So thank y'all for doing so. And if you're watching this video or listening, rate, review, like, follow, subscribe, depending on the app you're on, you know, that's how you support the pod. And we appreciate that. I have to tell you, actually, Sheldon, only recently did I start subscribing to this podcast. So <laughs> you should, our listeners should chime in. I now follow us on YouTube, on Spotify. You guys should, you guys should follow my example. I was wow. the last holdout. <laughs> in fairness, Sheldon, I've listened to every podcast episode we've ever recorded. Fair. Because I participated in the call. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads at Jay Chidley Hill. And also, you know what? People continue to add me to Goodreads and it's really fun. So find me on Goodreads. And if you're on Letterboxd, Jay Chidley Hill, see what I'm watching. Just last night, we watched Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Have you seen that, Sheldon? I have not. It's really good. It's really fun. The soundtrack is by Riza, who's okay. who's has a sort of cameo in it. It's really good. Forrest Whitaker as a samurai hitman in maybe New York. It's really good. I recommend okay. it. Um, and until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.